Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Mrs. Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a big plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm honest. I'm getting there. I'm Welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's Kylan and Mike. And Eric is out on some jamboree with level 1.1 junior agent Mac. So why we weren't invited, I don't know. But yeah. Uh, it's like that, isn't it? It seems like we, we don't get invited as, out as much as we used to. I don't know. I, I get them to celebration and yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so how are you doing? I'm all right. It's been, it's been a week. It's been a week, but, uh, I'm all right. How about you? It's been a crazy week. Um, but it's also been a crazy week for Marvel news. I mean, there, there's seriously, there's some that we've put up on the Facebook group, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash, um, we, uh, mighty Marvel geeks, uh, it's to coincide with our, our Facebook page. Uh, but the group is there sort of like a, um, the page is more for us to kind of extend the website onto Facebook, whereas the group is kind of that that message board for you guys to to participate on, bring up topics, bring up um, Marvel news, and for us to continue the issue or or the issues onto the Facebook forum. So, um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's cool because uh, I'm sure there are things that we've discussed um, on past issues that uh, maybe you know you guys still want to sound off on. Bring it up, man. We we love we love talking Marvel. Well, well, you know, you know. We, have a, we have a story on, on the group um, about Captain Marvel in the 90s. And just to give you a quick headline, breaking down the potential of the 90s setting of Captain Marvel. So we got that story. You know, and actually, when you think about it, and it kind of it kind of uh, uh, kind of couples in with um, uh, something we talked about last week uh, with um, uh, Agent Carter, uh, Agent Peggy Carter, um, possibly having a role yep. in Captain Marvel, you know, and, and, we, and we know yep. we're going to have two eyed Nick Fury. Yeah. Which sounds yeah. so wrong to say it that way, but I, it, it does. But it's, you know, no, he he wasn't all, he wasn't always rocking the eye patch, you know. Uh, who knows? Sure. Maybe maybe we'll find out if uh, whether or not he takes the uh, infinity for, uh, infinity formula or not. Because well, you know the six one six iteration took the infinity formula until apparently it broke down in the system, um, which is why we have Nick Fury 
Jr. now. But right. uh, but you know, in uh, MCU, he's not treated as Nick Fury Jr. So it, it's you know, and there's a lot of stuff that we still don't know about him. You know, maybe he is. Maybe he does take the Infinity uh, formula. We just don't know it. So right. I think that's cool to see that. Well, he, here's a fun fun story. Since we're talking Marvel, because that's what we do here. Um, you know. Jarvis, can you pull can you pull this up? For you, sir. Anything. Appreciate it. Um here here's the deal. Comic books resource. I'm be honest with you, I'm not that familiar with this site. And no. I I really don't know roughly where it ranks. I will say it's got to be somewhat new because here, here's their popular category ranking. Star Wars, 70 articles. Geek Nerd, 52 articles. Comics, 36 articles. Star Trek, 8. Doctor Who, 6. BBT, which I have no clue, 4. The Walking Dead, 3. Game of Thrones, 3. Big Bang Theory. Ah, there we go. Yeah, Big Bang Big Bang Theory apparently gets its own. Don't get me started apparently. on that. Hey, I like Big Bang Theory. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, to, to say when when the site first started um i mean relatively new november 20, yeah. november 28th 2016 okay and um seems like there's only one author on here on this site um okay cool respect that more power <laughs> more power to you uh we all started all somewhere right. five years five years ago this coming week we be geeks started so uh as a website so so i get it um so this article starts off, what if we told you one day Marvel Comics would stop publishing? Headline is, Disney might take Marvel Comics off the shelf soon. This is a pure uh, speculation piece, okay? It, it, it really is. It's like, well, and I told you when I first saw this, I was like, huh? But this, this, is, this is one that kind of has stirred up that... We want to talk about it because um, we're not buying into it. No, we're not. No, uh, it, it, it's no. I sat there and I read it. I, I don't know. You go ahead. Go ahead, man. Because I. Mm. So um, the, the purchase of Marvel Comics by Disney back in 2009 was a cause of mass speculation. There were talks of how the movies may take the comics out of business. Well, that buzz soon died out, and it, and it cannot be ignored that two that the two giant corporate houses now own most of the comic book industry of America today. Marvel is owned by Disney while Time Warner owns DC. But you know, Time Warner has owned DC since 1960-something. Yep. So we could throw that out the, the window. Exactly. So for a while, it was only Time Warner owned. It was the only giant corporate house. For DC to get thrown into that... Um, fine. Who cares? And, you know, and, and the, the other thing is, and it's the, it's especially ba- based on news that came out of San Diego and some of the other news that, we, that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, this article completely discounts all of the independent companies that are now developing their own movie, uh, uh, movie uh, cinematic universes. IDW is doing it. Um, well, they're doing it in conjunction so, with Hasbro. Yeah, and, and uh, well, I, 
believe, um, Valiant. Dark Horse. Valiant. Val- Valiant, Valiant is making own. a big move there. Yeah, so. With, with Ninjak, Bloodshot, yeah. I'm still waiting here, Exo Man of War, or I would still oh. love to see, I would still love to see Quantum and Woody. But at this point yeah. in time, with Valiant, let's bring out Faith, too. Yeah, you know, I believe, I believe that they, they have to do something with Faith. They have to. There's so much buzz going on with Faith. So much. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, for this guy to, for this author, I'm not going to name his name partially because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's this. This I, I hate to say it. This was a little sloppy. It is. It really is. Um, you know, to to uh, go through. You know, Marvel did pot- potentially almost go out of business. If it had, it would have been the same way as Valiant did mm-hmm. before they came back. And if right. so, I think the movie franchises would have died because there's yes. no one there to pay the the royalties on the license or to garner the license. I and I mean, my, I, Mike, uh, you're okay. You're in your how how often do you go to your local shop? Uh, I go at least once a month okay least. so, so you, you you're in there at least once a month and yep. at the time the, the times that you're in there it, it doesn't look like it's hurting for business right i mean because no. the one you go to is actually part of a chain right there's correct. like what six of them correct and, and i now the one i go to and i go on a weekly basis mine is a small independent shop and the, it, he he is consistently that he he stays busy he stays busy so you know and, and there are shops that okay true but this is true just about business in general there are businesses closing their doors every day but at the same time there are also new shops opening at the same time every day and the, the comic shop uh, based on this article if you read this article number one and, and, and like mike said as sloppy as all get out there there's no there's there's no evidence to back up what he's saying. You know, yeah. he 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 takes he takes a few facts like Disney buying Marvel. Right. He well, takes um, he, take, he takes facts that that mean it means that independent specialty shops are responsible for getting the comics from the sole distributor Diamond and selling it to the customer. Well, duh. and, uh, and also and even the biggest for the last fa- how many years forever. And then he then he makes the follows up a few sentences later with. Also, even the biggest fans feel paying four bucks for just 24 to 32 pages of comics is a bit too much. Um, okay, with Marvel? No. No. Because what have I always pitched about Marvel and the Marvel books? You oh, buy the you physical mean- copy. Mm-hmm. And you- and for four bucks, you're getting two copies for the price of one. You're getting yes, your you you're getting your physical copy and you're getting your digital copy. Yes. Does he mention that here? No. Does he no, mention no. does he mention that DC has dropped their prices to two ninety nine? No. Mm. His, his it's Anyway, it, it, it's it's like it, it's like a hack job. Like I honestly, I think this guy is a Marvel hater, and he now, was just he's grasping at straws, and there's nothing of substance to the entire article at all. It's just not. Well, the the final line of this paragraph is: these factors have, pl- have been at play for decades now. No books. I don't think book have the books been at three ninety nine for nineties. No, no. Okay, for mo- most of the two thousands, yes. Yeah. Well, I like. I mean, when I was in college, I think it seemed like they were like maybe around two fifty, maybe something like college, that. Two fifty, three bucks. 80s. 
80s? I don't think I paid more than two bucks for issue unless it was like a giant sized or an annual. Like in the 90s, like, I'll say. Yeah. In the 90s, yeah, I was still $1.50, two bucks. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that's true. Um, we'll have to check Marvel Unlimited and find a book from the 90s, early 90s, and look. See mm-hmm. what's the cover price. Um, but yeah, these factors have been at play for decades. Okay, maybe since 2000. But the digital age has only hastened the death of, of American com- the death of American comic book industry. Um, yes and no. Um, now let's come back. Now, then he starts the next one. Let's come back to Marvel. Right now, Marvel is the top comic book publisher in the country. Then why would Disney let go of it? it no. Wouldn't. I- now... However, the top seat means little and less since both its profits and popularity are on a decline. Well, okay. DC at one time was the top company. And then they did something called, oh, New 52. And then they brought in Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Well, Rebirth has has made a, has, has caused DC to regain a lot of footing. But even DC saying Rebirth was still partially a mistake. Yep. Which, okay, I don't read Rebirth, so I don't know. I, I read like one or two of the Rebirth titles, but it's, but, and I don't, I don't think, my, my knowledge of what's going on in Rebirth is like, ne- is like a drop of water. I, and I'm not really even that tied into the whole Rebirth story arc, so. Maybe this is something we need to hit up the junior janitors of the Justice League <laughs> uh, over on that other show. And uh, ask them, yeah. Why would DC say Rebirth was was an, another mistake that they that they're looking to fix? <laughs> I, I, I don't oh. understand. Um, but then they say Marvel has come has been coming up with excuses like diversity of characters as being responsible for the decline in popularity. There might be some truth in that, but it doesn't change the fact that Marvel is losing its customer base. Um, Marvel never said that. Where in the world has Marvel, anyone of the anybody of the, at least the upper echelons of Marvel, has said that the that the diversity of characters is a reason for the decline in sales? I, I haven't. Wow. Marvel hasn't, but the, it has been said because we've talked it's about it, how how Ironheart wasn't, and but. Apparently, this guy has not listened to, correct me if I'm wrong, it's episode 172 that we had JC on. I believe, I believe it was 172, yes. Um, and yes, 172. Boom. Right there. Mm. L- let's discuss that. 172. We discussed why Marvel is losing its fan base, its customer base. Mm-hmm. And that's, it keeps redoing like Marvel now. And these Secret Wars, which is causing a rehash. And then Secret Empire, which is leading to another rehash. Now reboot. And now we're doing Marvel Legacy that is causing the reboot, but back to what was original before Marvel Now or whatever. Before and all, 2012, all new, all 2013. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if they're saying this, then here, here, here's the big news. Disney and Time Warner are currently publishing comics, not for profits, but to purely extract the intellectual property from characters, which could then be used in other media, movies, TV, and games. Um, again, Time Warner has owned DC since 1968. It's... And, and they've been publishing comics during that same time while still having the cartoons, while still running licenses for like the Mego dolls that we've talked about in the past, while uh, still yes. running 
you know, the Wonder Woman TV series while running the Superman movies. It's uh, no. Or, and, 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 uh, and meanwhile, like, Mar- so Marvel, man, I, you know, actually, I, I can't, the, the, the guy, the guy's argument is so incredibly weak. I just can't even, I mean, okay, so Marvel has, okay, true, Marvel has been, well, Disney or Marvel, Disney Marvel has been creating games and uh, shows and movies. And, but you, at the heart of all of that are the stories that were created in the comics. There has there has been only one game that I could think of that was a completely um, completely independent, uh, fresh story that was non-comic related. And it was, uh, was it? Marvel versus Marvel Capcom. versus the... Uh, okay, well, Marvel versus Capcom. But even technically, even the Marvel versus Capcom still manages to kind of tie some... Okay, like like um, Marvel versus Capcom 3 kind of ties in the whole war with um, Galactus. Right. So, so you know, so that still kind of is somewhat comic related. But do you remember Marvel versus the Imperfects? And it was like a fighting game. And so you had Marvel characters fighting, and they, or maybe X-Men characters. And they were fighting these other characters, and they were like so, slightly mutated yeah, villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, okay, and that was like a purely independent um, creation. And it went nowhere. Well, okay. I, I'm going to read the last two and a half paragraphs of this guy's yeah. article. Go uh, for it, man. In short, Marvel Comics are not the cash cow for Disney by any stretch of the imagination. Well, they're not a cash cow for Time Warner either with DC. In fact, mm-hmm. Disney is making more money from the box office revenues of a single Marvel movie than they do from the annual comic book sales. Well, duh. It was like that back in the 80s with Superman. Over Superman grossed Time Warner more movie, or Warner Brothers more money then for Superman than it did for the comic industry or then than DC did in his comics. And the same came true in 89 with the Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. A movie will always do more. Hate to tell you this, but the Harry Potter's movie has brought JK Rowling more money than her books. Well, I mean, Period. you have a larger, you, you just have a larger movie going public than reading public. Just yep. like there's a larger movie going public than comic reading public that's just uh, just i yeah. so and and like me a and like we know disney won't think twice before shutting down a business that does not bring enough profit profits for them hmm if that's the case was considered not enough profits because the 2017 fourth quarter report fourth quarter third quarter report third quarter report right said Walt Disney World only brought had a 9% increase in profits. Well, it's not too bad, but according to this guy, Walt Disney World should be shutting down because that's not enough profits. Clarify what's enough profits. So to continue, that was the half paragraph. The last two paragraphs, the sole reason why Disney allowed Marvel to exist thus far was due to the brand recognition it provided. Well, duh. But that was the past, but that was the past decade. Uh, no, that's the current decade as well. Today, the MCU has more fans than Marvel Comics ever had. Um, well, what? yeah, we could say yeah, because of the fact you don't have, you know, if you go based on this guy, geeks only make up a certain percentage or the way it could be interpreted. Geeks who read the comics, which would be 
ideally the entire geek population, are only a portion of your MCU fans, because we know we also have the preps, the hipsters, the jocks, who also go and watch these films. Mm. Okay? That makes sense. So, um... The fact that the MCU only shares a little material from the comics has meant it could, it could exist entirely on its own without any need of, a, of Marvel Comics. Hmm. Let's talk about a little comic crossover event called Civil War. Let's talk about Days of Future Past. Let's talk about... Apocalypse. Let's talk about Age of Ultron. Let's talk about Infinity War. If Marvel Comics didn't exist, you wouldn't have those movies because you wouldn't have material to buy to buy off on it. Nope. You wouldn't have a a very a version of Doctor Strange's origin to create the Doctor Strange film without the comics. Nope. Mm -mm -mm. So, needing the comics? Yeah. I would love to see him come up with a movie, an MCU movie, that was totally original and not based on any comic material. Could you That's say... That's true, because if you... Do, I mean, could you say roughly Guardians is that way? Well, yeah. There, okay, there are aspects of Guardians that were... That, that there was a bit of liberty taken with, but the heart of the story itself was based still in the comics, in, in the comic world. Right. Well, you know? look at Iron Man 3. That comes out of Extremis. Yes, it does. Iron Man 2, I don't know the actual story arc, but I'm sure it's based on something, especially since you tied in Hammer and you tied in Whiplash. Whiplash. I mean, Iron Man, well, and one, then, Iron Man 1 was purely origin story. Right. And then, well, or or if you look at um, Captain America Winter Soldier, you tie in you you tie in Nick Fury versus S.H.I.E.L.D. You have Winter Soldier. Uh, Captain, you have Winter Soldier. And for some reason, I kept thinking that there was another story that was in there as well. But at the very least, you got two major story arcs that are in there together. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, what's the one that comes in after Civil War? Is it Red... Read something. Uh, re oh. Anyway, um, yeah. so to continue on, the fact that the MCU only shares a little material from the comics has meant it can exist entirely on its own without any need of Marvel Comics. We just disproved that. Despite the enormous success of the MCU, comic book sales had only lifted a little. Most fans prefer buying merchandise than comics. Well, duh. What do you think comics are? Merchandise. What do you think fans are going to go, oh, Civil War. Hey, look, there's a comic book called Civil War. Trade paperback. Let's pick it up. Oh, wow. That's really different. Why is it different? Oh, because Fox owns the license to the X-Men and you can't tie in that. Sorry. Duh. Oh, but then somebody's like, you know what? I'm still, I'll, I'll, you know, I want to see what this story is like. And then you got somebody who may possibly become a new comic fan. Yep. Uh, in short, Marvel Comics have little and less need in today's world. If the MCU, which borrowed characters and story arcs from them, is ready to exist independently, it sure shouts existential crisis. However, that does not mean it is the end. God, why do I... Every time I hear that phrase, I think, the doors. This is the end. The end, my friend. The end. Sorry. Um... Remember, for Disney, Marvel is just a brand. They might seize the comic book publishing themselves, but may license the rights to some other publisher. 
Disney is expert in doing this, so it must not come as a surprise. It must not come as a surprise. It would save Disney from the trouble of the whole publishing task, while still managing to mine IP from the characters, so Marvel Comics might continue to exist, but just in a different form. Um, paging Mr. Herman, don't see this happening. Point blank. This guy is full of hooey. <laughs> I'm just going to say he's full of hooey. Cause I, I, and I, I, I feel like, especially going back like we did and going through this piece by piece, this guy is a Marvel hater. That's all it is. He's a Marvel hater. I don't know if he's mad because of the, I don't know, the, the news that apparently, you know, apparently the Justice League movie is crap and it's being sent back for for a bunch of reshoots i don't know or or maybe he's mad because you know you got we we, we got defenders coming up i don't know right. but this dude is just he he's a know nothing who takes who, who is an expert at taking a molehill and trying to make a mountain out of it. And he's failing, but he is failing epically at that. Excuse just me. Well, that smells stinking with. Exactly. And that's coming from the traitor of the Republic. Sorry. And that's re- <laughs> <laughs> And that's the reason why, uh, let's see, how can I put this uh, the most eloquent way possible? He's embarrassed. Oh, I know. This is, <laughs> he does, he would never get a lanyard to come into the above ground underwater suborbital volcano layer. Hey, Jarvis, how do you feel about this guy? You are not authorized to access this area. Exactly. So, you better go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, um, I didn't think we'd spend this much time on this, but oops, yeah. this, this guy, I don't, I don't see Marvel. I don't see Disney selling off Marvel. No, no. If it did, there'd be other things that actually Disney owns that brings that brings less money to the table. You know, based on this guy's logic, he would feel like that water and sugar only takes away from the reason why people drink lemonade. So he'll just go straight to the source, cut up some lemons, and hand them to you and expect you to pay him 50 cents for it. That's what right. he would do. But because this guy is an idiot. I said it. I don't feel bad about it. Well, just to give you a rough idea, here's a here's a brief listing of what's owned by Disney. Um, corporate wise, D23, Disney Archives, Disney Enterprises, Disney Worldwide Services, Disney's Children's Center, Energy Star Incorporated, Corporate Airline. Ever hear of them? Synergy Group. Uh, the Walt Disney Studios owns Walt Disney Pictures. Disney Nature. Hmm. Disney Nature really hasn't made that much of a profit. Maybe we need to get rid of them. Walt Disney Animation Studios, Disney Toon Studios, Pixar Animation Studios, with Lucasfilm, Industrial Light and Magic, Lucasfilm Animation, LucasArts, Lucas Licensing, Lucas Online, Skywalker Sound, Lucasfilm Story Group, Marvel, Marvel Music, Marvel Film Productions, MVL Development, MVL Productions, MVL Film Finance, MVL Rights, Ironworks Production, uh, subsidiary holding debt to finance the Iron Man films, Incredible Production, Asgard Productions. Gee, I wonder what those are for. Dis- distribution, Walt Disney Pictures, or Studios Motion Pictures, Touchstone Pictures, Walt Disney Studios, Worldwide Special Events, Buena Vista Theaters, um, Disney Studio Store, um, 
El Capitan Theater, El Capitan Entertainment Center, Walt Disney Home Studios Entertainment, Disney Movies Anywhere. Then, oh, let's get into the Disney Movie Group, Walt Disney Records, Hollywood Records, uh, Disney Music Publishing, which includes a whole crap ton of stuff. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the... Um, we haven't even, I haven't even gotten into consumer products and, and interactive media. Oh my gosh. Disney Games and Apps. Let's go there. Disney Mobile, Star Wave Mobile, Disney Canada Incorporated, GameStar, Rocket Pack, DCPI Labs Team, which does the Muppet Studios, DCPI Content, Disney Digital Network, Maker Studios. Hmm, I think Maker Studios isn't doing much anymore either. Go.com, formerly Go Network. Hmm. Really don't do anything anymore. Disney Publishing. Okay, here we go. You want to go books? Let's go books. Core Publishing. Disney Magazine Publishing with Disney Comics Incorporated. Disney Libre. Disney Libros, which is Spain. Disney Book Club. Disney Book Publishing, Inc. Disney Hyperion. Disney Jump in the Sun. Disney Press. Disney Editions. Marvel Press. ABC Daytime Press. ESPN Books. Kingswell Imprint. Freeform Imprint. Disney Publishing Book. Disney Book Apps. Disney Learning. Disney Educational Products. Disney English. Disney Magic Academy. CrossGen. Restarted and discontinued <laughs> as an imprint by Marvel Comics. Which one was that? CrossGen. Oh, I remember. Remember CrossGen's back? It, it said it was um, the cat companies going to their to the page on that. The company's assets were acquired by the Walt Disney Company in 2004. In 2010, or Gen Entertainment or Crossgen was an American comic book publisher and entertainment company that operated from 1998 to 2004. The company's assets were acquired by the Walt Disney Company in 2004. In 2010, Marvel Comics, then owned by Disney, while still owned by Disney, announced plans to revive Crossgen titles. Wow. Hmm. Key people at CrossGen, Mark Alisi, Gina M. Villa, Barbara Kessel, Ron Mars, and, oh, by the way, Mark Wade. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think CrossGen is going anywhere. No, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man, I wish we had this dude's number. <laughs> uh, I think we just had his number. And uh, what did we do to his number? Well, plain, simple. We we did this to it. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I wish you had? The the, the uh the, the drop from um Iron Man three when Tony has all the armors lined up and he's about to take on the uh, extremist soldiers and he says, Take them to church. <laughs> the only other one that I have that's closest to that would be this. I am a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by that. And that's that. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, I, you know, uh, and uh, sort of like keeping in with Marvel in the news. Uh, there was a story. Well, there was a story, pretty big story about Disney launching its own streaming service. Uh, but I guess part of that discussion was that people noticed that Star Wars and uh, Marvel were not mentioned 
in that. And so the story is that uh, Netflix is currently in talks with Disney to keep Star Wars and Marvel films on their service. Uh, so on uh, Tuesday of this week, which was, I believe, the 8th, maybe? I believe it was the 8th? 8th or 9th. Um, Walt Disney announced its plans to create a new Disney-branded direct-to-consumer streaming service in 2019. Um, and uh, that was going, which would effectively end their deal with Netflix streaming Disney and Pixar films. Right. Uh, okay, so, no, of course, that, the, that was the first concern in my mind was, okay, what does this mean for marvel you know because you not only were there are there the movies but there's also the series that have been created uh by netflix so uh so it looks like marvel marvel confirmed uh that their titles would stream on netflix uh, in 2019 and beyond and this is including uh and according to the article this is an article that was on uh, coming soon.net uh we, we we will have avengers infinity war ant-man and the wasp captain marvel the untitled Avengers 4, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy 3, along with the untitled Han Solo movie and uh, Star Wars Episode 9 and other potential spinoffs. Well, they, they came out with the name for Avengers 4. It's officially Avengers 4 brokering the sale of Marvel Comics. <laughs> Oh yeah, because it's the only because you know without the movies there won't be comics apparently according to the article. I, yeah. Ooh. The, the, ah. And so and so yeah so okay true. Uh, we are going to see Disney spinoff and uh, go into its own streaming service. Uh, wish them luck with that. I honestly do. Um, and I'm I'm relieved to see that there's plans to keep Disney. I mean, keep Star Wars and Marvel with Netflix. Uh, because you know, I guess the other question would be this: you know, if you get if Netflix, if Disney has their own streaming service, and if they brought Marvel along with them, would they still be able to produce television content that's on the same level as what we've gotten with Daredevil, Iron Fist, um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Like I, I, I'm thinking that especially if it's a if it's a Disney streaming service, your Disney itself basically says this is family. Now, and I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it says this is family friendly. This is right. something that all the family can watch whenever they want. And let's face it, Mike, Mike, uh, your 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 little girl Zoe is not ready for Luke Cage, is she? No. And your your little girl definitely is not ready for Jessica Jones, right? Uh, maybe next week. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No. <laughs> So, see, you know, so I, I have to admit, I was questioning if they decided to bring Marvel, bring Marvel along or bring Star Wars along, what would that actually mean? And I just can't see them doing that. I really can't. Um, yeah. So that, that that's why I have on that. I just could. I, I can't see them. And even if they're stuck doing that either, I, I don't think that would be a wise decision. I really don't. Yeah. Well, it was taught too that in 20, you know, when this happens, Disney's going to have its own streaming. ESPN gets their own next year. Um, Marvel would have their own. Star Wars would have their own. And when they said Star Wars would have their own, I'm like, <laughs> you're talking at that point in time, nine movies. Yeah. May, maybe 11. Yeah. Clone Wars TV show, four seasons of Rebels. Are you actually going to dust off, you know, dust off the, um, the, the stuff Ewok for, movie? The, 
the Ewok movies, the Ewok cartoons, the droids cartoons. Other than that, what else do you have Star Wars without getting into the fan films? That That's true. I, 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 Is all that going to be enough I, to I, justify streaming? No. I See, and I think that not everybody needs their own streaming service. And, well, and I believe that's the hot thing now. I feel like it's the hot thing. Well, Marvel, you could do the Marvel movies. You could do all the Marvel cartoons. You could do all all the Marvel anime that used to appear in G-Force. You could do the Marvel right. Disc Wars. That's 52 episodes there, which was a Japanese series. Amazing oh, series, true. by the way. Um, you no, know, I never saw this. And, and if they really wanted to, they could go back and either dub them or subtitle them for, for, the, uh, for, U, for the U.S. market. Right. Um, you you have the original um, Marvel uh, superhero uh, shows from the uh, '60s. Yeah, there, there's a lot there from Marvel. True. That that is under Disney control. Oh, what are you not going to have? X Men and Fantastic Four. Pretty much it. So I'm just going to ask real quick: We done with Netflix with the story? I yeah yeah yeah. I mean, because pretty much that's everything that was said. Wait, hold on, there is they did say something here about uh, in relation to Star Wars specifically that I guess there's potential for spin Obi Wan movie. Uh, but see, I don't know if those are if the, those are t- talked about being um, big screen uh, movies or. If they're talking about possible series for that, for no. for Obi Wan, for for Obi Wan and Boba Fett, supposedly those are those are still rumored to be the a Star Wars story after Han Solo. Okay, all right, Th- those are the top two speculated characters. Okay, I can see that, but yeah, so that's pretty much everything that I have. You know, it's basically, it's almost like they're saying, "Well, we know that this is happening, but don't you worry, we're going to make sure that you guys are still being taken care of." So. Right. Now, um, the with Star Wars, more people, I think more people, especially at Celebration, were hoping to hear of an Obi-Wan film over Boba Fett. Right. And me personally, I'd rather have Obi-Wan over Boba Fett. So it, apparently, it, I heard somebody say that it was the expanded universe that made Boba Fett cool. So because I, I was oh, yeah. pretty sure, that there, I was thinking that there was going to be some Boba Fett love, you know, it, with um with the series of movies. But there is no Boba Fett love, and now I'm fine with them. They're not, but I don't well, know. Just, well, if if you want if you want Boba Fett love, uh, go to Marvel Unlimited and check out um uh what's my call it. Oh, give me a second. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, check out the different Boba Fett, like Boba Fett blood ties or bloodlines. Okay. Is it bloodlines, blood ties? But they're on Marvel Unlimited. Just t- just search Star Wars Boba Fett, and okay, yeah, you'll you'll find it. <laughs> not not that I'm a huge Boba Fett fan, but you know, I I, I like him as a character. I do. So. Now going back to when I said Marvel Disc Wars, the Avengers. Uh, apparently, it was ba- there was a game that came out by Bandai Namco that mm-hmm. went with this, and it was a a Pog like game. If you remember yes. Pogs, yes, um, I do. And but according to this, it says the original network was TV Tokyo and Disney XD. I'm assuming Disney XD Japan. Okay. And then English network was Disney Channel and Disney XD. I don't ever remember seeing this in the US. I vaguely remember something about Disc Wars, but for some reason I didn't pick up that it was a Marvel series. 
I don't think it ever aired in the U.S. Mm. I, I'm looking here. An, an English dub will begin airing on Disney. Or it will be an English dub aired July 6, 2015, on Disney XD Southeast Asia and Disney Channel Asia Philippines only. So ah. it, it never made it here. Okay. So, um, huh. but we talked about Marvel anime too. You know what? What would go for a you know for the Marvel a Marvel streaming service? Well, anime wise, you've not only did you have you know Disc Wars the Avengers but Iron Man Wolverine oh, no. yes and um and both of those Blade. aired Blade. both of those aired on G4 yes they did which was a gr- I love that series X-Men yep which also aired that on G4 that was on G4, G4 too and, and Blade. Blade yes Yep. And uh, that was uh, that was uh, by the way 148 times better than the uh, the Spike series. Just yeah, saying. yeah. And then the films, the following Madhouse animated made two different Marvel anime films. First was Iron Man: Rise of the uh, Rise of the Technovore. Yes. And the second was Avengers: Confidential, Black Widow, and Punisher. You know that was on Netflix at one point. Yep. So, um, but you know. Hey, here, here's the f- funny thing. Uh-huh. H- how about Fantastic Four? Fantastic. <laughs> f- um, this was a story that broke earlier in the week that Fantastic Four comics were really canceled over film rights, says Marvel writer. Um, with the box office bomb and canceled comic book series, Fantastic Four has been a little less than fantastic. I kind of, I kind of like that almost as a show title. <laughs> a l- little less Fantastic Four. Um, the, the the sabotage of the less fantastic four. There we go. The sabotage. There you go. I like it. Sabotage. The sabotage. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so, and that that's what brought the fate of Marvel's first family is a lack of audience interest, according to Marvel. Right. Um. Well, according to Jonathan Hickman, who was the Fantastic Four comic book writer, he says wrong. Hickman is lauded is a lauded comic book writer whose work includes such titles as S.H.I.E.L.D., Avengers, and Secret Wars. But he's probably most known as bringing Fantastic Four into the modern era with his 2009 run. But the Fantastic Four comics were suddenly canceled in 2014, leading to the wave of rumors that Marvel Studios' inability to reclaim film rights from 20th Century Fox led to the comic book's demise. And Hickman says... That is correct. (laughs) Um, During the brief period of bankruptcy that Marvel suffered in the 1990s, uh, it has continued to haunt the the studio this day. With profits failing, Marvel was forced to sell film rights to its most popular characters, X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and more. Sony still has Spider-Man. Fox still has a firm hold on X-Men and Fantastic Four. Once Marvel surged to success in 2008 with Iron Man and the launch of the famous MCU, the company sought to regain popular characters once again. It did successfully get back the rights to popular characters such as Daredevil and Ghost Rider, but not Fantastic Four or X-Men. So, um, Marvel cited poor comic book sales for the cancellation of the Fantastic Four. Hickman told Newsarama that's not the case. I think it's pretty pretty common knowledge at this point that Marvel isn't publishing Fantastic Four because they're because of their disagreement with Fox. Well, it bumps me out. I completely understand. Well, it isn't like that they're not acting out of cause. 
Fox just needs to do a better job there. Um, unfortunately, Fantastic Four wasn't doing well cinema- cinematically either. The last, you know, its lag- last big screen adaptation, The Fantastic Flop, directed by Josh, uh, I'm going to trash this place, Trank, was quickly panned and rejected by audiences as well. The first two adaptations in 2005 and 2007 were just as critically tra- thrashed. They should have just let the Roger Corman fil- film go. Um, so it seems like Marvel truly left out, left the Fantastic Four, once one of its most beloved properties, um, out to dry. Hickman was vocal in, the, in his disapproval of that. That kind of thinking runs cr- contrary to everything I believe in as a professional storyteller. It comes from a place of manipulation where attempt is made to make the reader desire something through denial. It's hacky. It's suboptimal. It's the central tenet of all the crappy dating advice. If you want someone to care about a book, write a story they care about. So um, it's sad that this is the way Fantastic Four has to go. So it's it's only a temporary a temporary end while Fox and Marvel figure out its film rights feud. Meanwhile, the closest thing we'll probably ever get to the Fantastic Four movie is as Eric puts it. So this person must have been listening to Eric Pixar's upcoming mm-hmm. Incredibles two or in the past the Incredibles. So your thoughts on Hickman's comments? I you know hit. I've heard that before, you know, and there's this part of me that wants to believe that Marvel would make a decision like that based purely on business, <laughs> like a, as a business decision, not uh, not out of a I, I, I'm sorry. The only word I can come up with is spite, <laughs> you know, but um, it I, I, I can see it, though. I, I hate to say it, but it coincides with everything, because if you look at if you look at how poorly the last movie did. Right. Marvel, if Mar- Marvel effectively at that point just pulled the plug. I mean, you can see it because they they not just they didn't just end the book. They broke up the entire family. Oh yeah, you know and that that was it. Like you know, they they sent they sent the thing off with the guardians. They sent Johnny with the Inhumans, and you know Reed, Reed and Sue are off somewhere. You know, and and Franklin too. I guess Franklin fits in there somewhere. So I I, I hate to say it because I would like to think that a company as big as Marvel would make a decision like that. No, from a purely business standpoint, but I can I, I see I can see him I could I can see it being a true story. That's all I can say. I hate to I hate to admit that, but I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that's where it's at. So it, it, it's not like that's the first time that we've heard it. Uh, I just think this no. kind of helps bring validity to it. I mean, because we heard the rumors. I mean, you you remember especially because of how incredibly bad, how incredibly poorly um, the the last Fantastic Flop did. Uh, Marvel never reacted like this. I mean, even with the um, uh, which one was it? Uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer, which did not do well in the theater. Okay, true, it wasn't the flop that Fantastic Flop was, but even then. Marvel maintained their presence in the comics right. and you know, and continue to, you know, advertise them in that way. But it was almost like there was a plan in place for that if this were to happen, we're doing this and that looks like that's what was that was the case. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know what it is. It's been a while. Courtesy of the Shazbots. Come on, 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 come on,
picks of the week. <laughs> now, Eric, even though he's out, he did send us this little message. Hey, guys, this is Eric. Um, sorry I'm not able to join you in person this week, but, you know, rather than just sit around and wait for you to, quote, unquote, covertly add me to the show, I figured, you know, I'd be proactive, beat you to the punch, and throw out my picks of the week for New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, August 16th, 2017. Pick number one, Marvel's Thor Ragnarok Prelude, number four. Written by Will Pilgrim and art by J.L. Giles. The Battle for Midgard. Thor and Loki's unlikely alliance brings them to the front line of battle. Pick number two. The Mighty Thor, number 22. Written by Jason Aaron. Art by Russell Dodderman. Everything burns. Thor and the Ultimate Thor go face to flame with the Queen of Cinders. But even the fire of Muspelheim pales beside the fury of the Ultimate Thor. Pick number three. Deadpool 2099 Trade Paperback, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Scott Koblish. Nothing can prepare you for the Deadpool of the year 2099. Leap decades into the future to discover the legacy of the regenerating degenerate. There's a new Merc with a new mouth, but who is she? What could make her want to inherit a code name from Wade Wilson? And there are still chimichangas in 2099? Some or all of these questions may be answered, and new ones will be posed. Find out if there's a Zenpool 2099. Catch up with one of Wade's old teammates and choose your side in a battle for the right to be Deadpool in this collection of sci-fi shenanigans from the world of tomorrow. Collecting Deadpool number 6, number 12, number 19, and 25 from 2015. And those are my three picks for the week. See y'all next week. Excelsior! Yes, he cleverly left out. He was at the Jamboree. Hey, I, I noticed that. I noticed that. So, well, We outed him, though. We, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to start us off. Uh, my right. first, my first pick of the week is Gwynpool or the Unbelievable Gwynpool Volume Three, totally in continuity trade paperback. Gwynpool continues to make friends and influence people across the Marvel universe. But what will, what will Marvel's heroes and villains make of Gwyn and her bizarre perspective on the world they live in? First up, Gwyn gets hired to save a small town from a vampire. It's high stakes. Oh, jeez. But all is not as it seems. Then her gaming skills are put to the test when she's captured by Arcade and thrown into... That's it. That's all I got for this book. Even Marvel didn't finish this for the for comicology's pull list. <laughs> uh, oh, well, um, my first pick is uh, Luke Cage, number four. Uh, the writer is David Walker. The artist is uh, Nelson Blake. And the cover artist is Raza. The truth will set you free. Luke Cage protects the innocent, but innocence appears to be in short supply. The secret of Dr. Bernstein's death revealed. Strange forces are aligning against Luke Cage, and time is running out okay well i'm actually looking i'm surprised there's so many of these books on here on marvel's, on marvel's website i mean they're almost getting back up to speed again really yeah nice um my all right i'm gonna compare this to marvel okay that seems to be a little better uh my second pick is the unbelievable gwen pearl number 19 uh, Marvel hero Gwynpool is a friend to all. That is, until supposedly she ruins Miles Morales' life by revealing his secret identity. Oops. Find out how That's Gwyn... Pl- find out how Gwyn plans on fixing this... Con- 
continuity drama. <laughs> All right. So uh, then my second pick is Black Panther and the Crew. Number five. Other writers, Tanahisi Coates. Artist is Butch Geis. Cover artist is John Cassidy. The teleporting hero known as Manifold joins the crew in their search for answers about the mysterious death of Harlem community pillar Ezra Keith. Okay. Well, my final pick of the week is Star Wars number 34. Two issues featuring tales of Star Wars Underworld. First, Sana and Lando join forces on Corsicon to swindle some credits. Then Han and Chewie goes back to smuggling for a hut. And of course, at this point in time, we are four issues away. Well, after this issue, we're three issues away from the premiere of Karen Gillian taking over the Star Wars title. Oh, awesome. So, well, uh, uh, my, my, well, my last pick speaking of Star Wars is, uh, uh Star Wars Poe Dameron, number 18. Uh, the writer is Charles soul. Artist is, uh, the, yeah, the writer is Charles soul. <clears throat> the artist is angel. Unzueta, and the cover artist is Phil Noto. Jess Pava and Carrie Kuhn are on a mission to expose the First Order to the rest of the galaxy. Meanwhile, Poe Dameron and Snap Wexley are tracking down Adi Muva, the traitor. Black Squadron divided. Let's see, I was nice enough to leave that for you. Thank you, I appreciate that. Anytime. Well, I do I do have the Marvel Unlimited pick, um, and I thought I went with a pretty good one. I, it, I, I agree. It, and we were talking before show that this could be the Avengers for uh, Phase 4. It could be. Now, whether they're going to be called this team or not, and I probably just gave it away. I'm talking West Coast Avengers, and it's West Coast Avengers Annual Number 1. Um, featured characters are Wonder Man, Mockingbird, who we've seen from the TV series, Hawkeye, Tiger, yet to be introduced iron man tony stark but supporting characters in this henry pym which we've seen uh the avengers team from the east coast which would be black knight captain america captain marvel who is um oh what would we say her name was uh monica rambo and who's currently spectrum hercules and wasp which we're getting wasp and an ant-man coming soon um iron man james rhodes uh, another avenue we could go with with rhodesy there Black Panther, Thor, Falcon, Black Widow, Vision. Hmm. All of those we've seen, too. Instead of New Avengers, could we go Avengers West Coast? I don't see why not. I mean, it's all it's all there. Um, the only the only one person that we need to add would be Wonder Man. And uh, apparently there's talks. I've heard rumors that they're looking to cast uh, Wonder Man anyway. Yeah. Now, other characters, I mean, we haven't even hit the, the antagonist, Quicksilver, the Zodiac mm-hmm. crew, uh, other characters. Fantastic Four is mentioned, but we get She-Hulk and Mr. Fantastic as cameos. And of course, this is when She-Hulk's a member of the four. Uh, Beast, Scarlet Witch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Billy Maximoff, Tommy Maximoff. Um, how about this for a team? Freedom Force. Oh. Which has Mystique, Pyro, Avalanche, Blob, Destiny, and Spiral, a.k.a. Ricochet Rita. Uh, Thing, Firebird, Moon Dragon, only, and these are only in flashbacks. Uh, Binary, aka Carol, Carol Danvers. That would be, this is, wow. you know, part of the Star Jammers team. Could we potentially see that with the Carol Danvers movie? Uh, mm. Could we see a touch of, of Binary? We could. I mean, it's, 
it, I mean, like even in the um, which game was it? Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That was one of her costumes. Yeah. Now Alpha Flight make, is appears in Flashback. Mantis appears in Flashback. Hmm. We got Mantis from uh, Guardians. Daredevil is mentioned. X Factor is mentioned. Graviton is mentioned. Hmm. Agents of Shield. Hmm. Inhumans is mentioned. Loki is mentioned. Yeah. That that's uh see, and I don't know if the but see you wonder that's a, if that's they, Avengers Infinity War right there. Talking about that that is two characters in one scene. And they did I mean, did they say that the Avengers would be completely different by the time yep. we got behind got this behind us? Hello, West Coast Avengers. And they already have a compound, okay? We're not getting the West Coast Avengers, but we may get that same team. Yeah, but I just, just hope they don't, East Coast iteration. I just hope they don't call it New Avengers. I don't think they will. The, I mean, when I saw all this team put together, uh, my immediate thought was at the end of Civil War, I'm like, this is West Coast. It is. It's, it's setting up so much for West Coast. Or actually, no, that was at what? At oh, the end of, that was at, was that at the end of, when did we see the new compound? Age of Ultron? We or? Saw- or Age, Civil War. I'm trying to remember. Okay, they were at the new compound in in Ant Man. Right. So yeah, it had to be Age. It had to be Age of Ultron. The end of Age of Ultron. Quite possibly. Anyhow, the the synopsis for this was the steering tail begun in the Avengers Annual number 15 concludes here. The traitor stands revealed, but not even both the Avengers and West Coast Avengers are prepared for the scope of the former Avengers treachery. Mm. Uh, uh, notes plot by Englehart and Bright. Script is by Englehart. The issue is reprinted in other comics and other books. And the Zodiac next appeared in West Coast Avengers Volume Two, Number Twenty Six, which would actually be Avengers West Coast. True. Actually, no. It is called. It's still called uh, West Coast Avengers. It's shortly after Steve Englehart leaves that they become uh, West Coast or Avengers West Coast. Hmm. Okay. So. Uh, so that's that's my that's my pick. I like it. So, any final thoughts? Uh, what a week. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. What a week. What a rant. Seriously. <laughs> and, and it's sabotage for the less fantastic four. Sabotage. Sabotage. <laughs> so, um. If that's going to wrap it up, we don't have anything else, do we? Mm, no. I mean, unless uh, uh, unless you want to bust out a a, 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 a round of, um, which one was it? Marvel Family Feud? <laughs> Who are you going to play against yourself? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It'd be, uh, I, I don't know. It's, I guess, you know, just or just to see if I get, if I get the answers right before I get all three wrong. <laughs> well, actually, or we can we, save it for next week. We'll we'll save it for next week. Um, on that note, Jarvis, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. So, really, I Marvel's gonna have to be in in very bad shape before the comics are ever sold off. Yeah, I I mean, the comics is the heart of what they do. I can't see them just up and selling that off. It's, you know, that's like Chrysler not making cars anymore. You don't do that. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah, I, I think this guy... I don't know. I don't know this guy maybe... I don't know if he needed more caffeine. 
theme or what, but that article was trash from beginning to end, just trash. I mean, I, I hate bashing on an article, but that was one. It's like we need to draw attention to it and and just squash it. Especially, I mean, for the, the fans that are coming out there and they're listening. 